Cofield and Company NFL Insider, Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk, joins us now. My two biggest takeaways from the football weekend, because all we had is college football, no NFL. NFL's coming up starting on Thursday. Chiefs 5 against the Lions, but Travis Kelsey now questionable. We'll get to that. My two biggest takeaways, Deion Sanders will be coaching in the NFL in two years. God almighty, he's awesome. And Shadur Sanders is a new candidate for the number one pick in what? A couple of years. Can't be this year. In two years. How about that? Miles Simmons is with us. Overreaction, Miles? Um, I think the Deion Sanders thing probably is an overreaction. Okay. I don't know that he'll be coaching in the NFL. Uh, Shakur Sanders, I don't know that he would be a top pick either. I think we have a little more to see there. But I am not mad about anything that's happening right now with Deion Sanders and uh, that program and all the things that they're doing. I think it is wonderful because everything that we keep hearing about Deion Sanders is, oh, he's this, he's that. You know, he's not good enough for this. He's not good enough for that. And why is he in today? So why is he taking shots at people in Nebraska? I was like, what? he's not doing any of that. He's just being a coach. Yeah. And he's an elite athlete and he's a Hall of Famer. And I don't understand why we're all like making a big deal and why we're surprised by the fact that he can coach. Like, what? What, what is that? Damon, can you get the commentary about uh, Deion saying they're going to make people uncomfortable? Certain people are going to be uncomfortable. Um, I, I will, before we play that bite though, I will lean into what Miles just said because uh, it's funny, Adam and I were talking about it because I had punched up a story where. Dion was touting how much he doesn't like Nebraska, and I was like, wait a second. He went to Florida State. Does he really know anything about the rivalry? And I read the story, and you know what? He and his son have both kind of leaned into this thing. I, I actually I do think that's really cool because I, I think there's a lot of coaches who go to, go to new stops, and they don't really get rivalries. And, and part of coaching is getting in with the fans and the alums and especially the people who yes. give you the program money. So you better know mm-hmm. about the rivalries. Yes, exactly. And that's why today when I'm seeing like people from Nebraska, oh, it's a, he's taking a shot. It's like, yeah, whatever. he said, we take this seriously <laughs> and we take this personally because it's a rivalry game. And his son, Shakur, is like, yeah, we don't like them. They don't like us, mm-hmm. which is the most boilerplate rivalry thing I think exactly. I've ever heard in my life. And to say Ooh. that that is somehow taking a shot, like, come on, that, that's just... That's exactly what you should want the people in your program to say if you're a part of that program. And if Matt Rule is not saying that at Nebraska, then that's what you guys should be more concerned about. But you should be more concerned about Matt Rule as your head coach in the first place. This is uh, the, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. This is why us yeah. Big Ten people uh, look at Nebraska and just go, you know what, go back to the Big 12. You're too stupid to be in this conference. <laughs> now I, that, I'm not Ivy League, Snooty. My school also hasn't been uh, in the Big Ten very long, but I will, I, well, I will, I will use that every once in a while because, uh, boy, they are snooty in the Big Ten. Yeah, and Miles, is that how well, you feel about people from Cornell? Uh, it's exactly <laughs> how I feel about people from Cornell or State School. And I will say, you wow. know what? Now, I mean, a, a year from now, I'm going to be in Big Ten country anyway with USC and UCLA out here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all for the Big Let's Ten, baby. It. Road trip time. Road trip time. Uh, give me the Dion statement about making certain people real uncomfortable. We're going we're gonna to continuously be questioned because we do things that have never been done. That's the way our life has presented themselves. We do things that have never been done, and that makes people uncomfortable. When you see a, a confident black man sitting up here talking his talk, walking his walk, coaching 75% African-Americans in the locker room, that's kind of threatening. Oh, they don't like that. But guess what? We're going to consistently do what we do. 
uh-oh, I was asking mm-hmm. Damon, no real reason, um, why, <laughs> oh, oh, they don't like that. Who's they? Who do you think they is? <laughs> they oh, are. I'll let Ooh, you geez. answer. I'll let you answer, my friend. <laughs> I knew who they are, but. Yeah. 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 Did you like uh, that? I mean, I, look, I I think that he we know exactly who he's talking about, right? White boosters, white uh, Americans who old media, so. yeah, old media folks like that who who cover and and the, the funny thing to me about this too is a lot of these people covered Deion Sanders as a player, right? The the folks who have been around for years and years and years, and you saw him be an elite two sport athlete. And it's not like you can't know what you're doing when it comes to both sports if you're able to do that and play professionally at that level. I mean, so that whole thing is just, yeah, it's old white media that doesn't necessarily like what they see. And, you know, it's, oh, he's a hip hop coach or he's this or he's that. And, oh, well, he did it at an HBCU, but it's just an HBCU. So why do we think that he can do X, Y, and Z? And so I love that he went and he you know took it to tcu man i mean like that was really impressive and yeah tcu didn't have the quarterback they didn't have quentin johnston and a bunch of other folks but that's still a team that was in the national championship game i think i don't really know that they showed up but you know still they they won the college football playoff semifinal game last year so it's not like you know he's going and playing little sisters of the poor that's a that's a good program that that he took to task on, on saturday Okay, we've mentioned before with Miles, who of course is uh, NFL insider from Pro Football Talk, that uh, you're very much on the Raiders beat. You have certain teams I see you uh, write about a lot more often. So uh, what'd you write about good old Chandler Jones today without uh, really a grasp on what the hell exactly happened? Man, so I, I didn't actually see this story before it went up. because I, I think everything started coming out when I was actually recording a podcast with Peter King, season preview podcast, by the way. You can catch that thing on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. But I, I gather that there's just some weird stuff going on. And it's funny because I was exchanging texts with another buddy who covers the Raiders today. And he's like, you know, there's never a week one that is just normal. And I said, yeah, because it was about this time in 2019 that I wanted to drive off a cliff because of Antonio Brown and the before the frozen feet. And then, I mean, I think it was the Wednesday of that week that he had the falling out with Mike Mayock. So whatever's going on there with Chandler Jones, it's weird, obviously, because it's not like there was some huge acrimony that was well known before this week. So I don't really understand what's going on. I mean, Adam, you are closer to the situation than I am. What What is your impression of this? Uh, I don't know anything. It's super weird. <laughs> it's super weird. And okay, by the way, Chandler so I'm has, not off base. Chandler has been kind of odd since he's been here. I don't think that's changed throughout his career. I think he's been. Kind of strange uh, no, guy, he is. but I this is it's just a very bizarre situation. Look, there's no secret that Josh McDaniels scored very, very low in the relationship with players survey that came out this offseason. Uh, not a lot of guys on the team spoke very highly of him in this in this anonymous um, you know survey that was done. Uh, but for him to kind of you know for Chandler to kind of snap on him uh, and Dave Ziegler today, it was. Yeah. It's weird, and I'll I would love to be able to find out tomorrow. I don't know that we will. Um, yeah. I don't know that Chandler will be there 
tomorrow <laughs> in the locker room. And if he is, he won't talk anyway because uh, Chandler Jones, I think I've talked about this on the air before, uh, always tells us on Wednesday and Thursday, hey, I'm a Friday-only guy. Come talk to me on Friday and then doesn't come to the yeah, locker room on Friday, uh, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. an interesting move. Uh, but So I don't, I don't necessarily think we're going to hear any answers from him yesterday or tomorrow, and I know Josh McDaniels will say we're handling this internally. You know, what's funny about Chandler Jones, and I mean, this is not necessarily here nor there, but it's my Chandler Jones story. So when I was still covering the Rams in, this must have been 2018, it was early on in the season, week two, and I used to host the live pregame show that we did on digital properties. And so my, me and my broadcast partner, DeMarco Farr, would stand like kind of in the end zone where the visiting team would start to warm up. And so a lot of times in this warm-up period, you know, you get – uh, defensive linemen or offensive linemen that are warming up in the end zone because that's just kind of the way they do things because you don't need yard markers or hash marks or anything in order for OLs and DLs to warm up. And so we're talking, and I think I might have mentioned Chandler Jones. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But all of a sudden, he comes up and he puts his arms around me and my guy DeMarco and he's like, Hello, Rams. What's up, Rams? I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? Why are you talking to us right now? It was the most strange, bizarre player interaction I may have ever had in my years covering the NFL. So I, I don't know if that's really insightful on Chandler Jones, but that's at least one bizarre thing that I've heard from Chandler Jones before and experienced myself. Uh, Chandler Jones, who shares an agency with a certain Colts running back as well. So, huh? Interesting. Huh? Interesting. Okay. Not that I don't know that they have anything related. Zach Moss is that is that who you're talking? Is that you talking uh, about Zach Moss? Uh, nope, nope, not that one. Not Evan. <laughs> oh. Hall. not Evan Hall either. Uh, no. Okay. So very, uh, very strange. I I don't know what I mean. I don't know either. I'm just, I'll just don't, like what do you expect to happen next? Like I, I can't imagine him playing on Sunday. But who knows? He for for well, I'll just go back and say when there was a you know very memorable incident that happened in New England. Uh, that eventually basically led to him being gone from New England. It happened on a Sunday morning. He practiced on Monday. Like, it, it was weird, but that happened. So who knows what happens tomorrow? It, it's not out of the question, in my opinion, for him to play this week. And, and I, part of the reason I think that is because those tweets were deleted. So it's not, or excuse me, that's Instagram stories. And they're not even tweets anymore, right? Uh, no, but, like, those tweets. Instagram stories were deleted, so... It makes me think that somebody got to him and was like, hey, this is whatever you're trying to do. This is not the way to do it. And with that in mind, there are other things that can go on and that can happen. And eventually, you know, fences get mended. Maybe it was just all a big misunderstanding. And he ends up being, you know, the edge rusher that starts opposite Max Crosby and is eventually replaced by Tyree Wilson this year. In the words of Chris Carter, uh, this looks like an LSD trip to me. Okay. I'm joking. Uh, you remember Chris Carter? Made I mean, that I know reference. who Chris Carter is, but yes, I, do yes, I remember former, that yes, reference? No, yes, I, I do yes. not. I might be a little He actually made it in reference right. to Chandler Jones because Chandler Jones had some issues at a police um, department, and it turned out to be what, Adam? Synthetic marijuana. It was synthetic marijuana, uh -huh. and Chris Carter went on ESPN, and he's like, uh, looks like LSD. Okay, well, that's, uh, it sounds okay. like a little bit uh, like what Trey Mason may have allegedly gotten himself into. As I say, allegedly again. Wait a second. What happened? No, it's the same sort of thing. It's just okay. you know a, a potential synthetic yeah. marijuana situation oh, okay. after the 2014 season, and 
going into 2015 after the, the Rams drafted Todd Gurley. And when did we ever hear from Trey Mason ever again? Wasn't there a case with uh, Robert Camdiche, like walking out a second story window or something or off a balcony? And they were like, okay, something's wrong with him. But uh, now we Zay hope, Jones. We too. hope there's nothing. That, yeah. That's Allegedly. right. That, that was, was his brother? Was, 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 Zay, was that a naked deal? Was Zay Jones? Yeah. We're just going through the, the blotter oh, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one on TMZ. All right. Zay Jones was very nice to me in the 2019 Raiders locker room. Incredibly too, nice guy. There, so. Yeah, yeah. I like Zay Jones. Miles Simmons, pro football talk. <laughs> um, so, uh, Adam, are you reporting this officially, or what's so the Raiders haven't practiced in over five days? Yeah, since Thursday. That's what they're. That's kind of the message they're sending you sure. guys in the media publicly. Sure. Um, is this going to get Josh McDaniels in trouble if they lose badly against the Broncos that they're not just not practicing for five days? Oh, no, I don't think well, I'm believing it. Yeah. So what is happening? <laughs> what is happening here, guys? Well, I'll, I'll just say because you know, Miles covers every team, not just around here. Yeah, right. the yeah, Raiders practice Thursday. Heard, Raiders practice on Thursday. Uh, no availability after, and they said they're going on vacation. They don't come back until Wednesday. Uh, now, that, interesting. That, that is because crazy uh, if they do practice or they are in the building, they have to be available. So they have to tell us that they're not. But I will say, hmm. multiple players yesterday posted Instagram stories Oops. inside the building. <laughs> Oops. Oh, okay. So. I mean, yeah, like that makes a lot of sense because that's what, I don't know, I was going to say 99% of the other teams around the league were doing yesterday, and it's not like they have to issue an injury report. So, I mean, somebody should have probably been available, but if they call it a walkthrough and not a real practice, then I guess that's how you avoid that. So we'll see if that maybe turns into something. But uh, yeah, because usually it is. It's now that they've changed the cut down day, which I frankly love. And I think most people in the NFL love you get Labor Day weekend as, as kind of a holiday weekend, honestly. And before it was, oh, the cuts are on Saturday and we got to do this and we got to do that. And then we finally come back and then it, like you barely had any time to rest and, and recuperate. So I like the way they do it now where you go that you go to the cuts on, on Tuesday, you have a couple days, Wednesday, Thursday, you get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday you're back. It's an extra day, Tuesday, usual day off, and Wednesday, boom, we're, we're really into week one. Oh, you just ruined my day. You just reminded Why? me. Tonight is it's cut down night on Hard Knocks. Oh. oh. You just have to watch, I, watch kids' dreams ruined. You know what? They but they said that they weren't gonna show much slash any of the cuts. So I know, but I can't even I will be I watching can't even, I, I can't even take it like the next day when they're Really? You know it's tough, man. He does, it gets very it's, emotional. It's I've seen brutal. it. I mean, it is. I guess and this is <laughs> a, a heartless thing for, for me to say. And oh, it's boy. not that I don't feel for people whose dreams are being dashed, because I do, and I, I think that it's good that you know practice squads are now 16 players, but there came a point in time, I don't know, probably my fourth or fifth year in the league when I was like, you know, at a certain point, I'm not really going to learn all these guys at the bottom of this roster because all it's going to do is make me upset when <laughs> they get cut. What a jerk. I, I talked. I had to talk to a couple of players this week that – had been cut. I was just. I couldn't even get through the conversation. It was brutal. That's what I'm saying. I know. That's but that's what I mean. It's 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 hard. It's very very tough. But also, you know, especially now, man, that that it's when I'm going through it and I got to look at 32 teams and they've got 90 players and it's like, man, I I, I just I, I can't learn all those names. Uh, I can't know who everybody is. It's I think too a, hard. A lot of people know Travis Kelsey's name, even if they don't know how to pronounce it. Um, oh, there you go. Are we worried about his health right now? 
you know, I, I, first of all, Andy Reid pronounced it that way today, and I don't know if he was just going Ooh. with the nickname, but he did say Kels hyperextended his knee, and I immediately thought of you, Adam Hill. Thank you. So that's yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Gotta make um, the mark. It, Yes, you, you did. Uh, it's just like with Sizzler. Um, but you know what? I, I think it's not as bad as it could be. It, it seems like it, coming from the reports where his ACL is intact, you know, they don't feel like it's a long-term injury. That's good news. I don't know that we're going to see him on Thursday night. But the thing about a hyperextended knee is if it's, as long as it's not that bad, it could be anything, right? It could be something where it's, man, it just felt bad at the moment but he could eventually play, right? Like if this were a real Wednesday practice and he they were playing on a Sunday, there might be a chance that he could go depending on what the severity of it is. But it doesn't seem like it's too serious. Seems like it is enough though that it could keep him out on Thursday night. And that's a big deal because frankly, if you get hurt this late in the week, the game plan's already installed. This is their Friday today, effectively, for, for the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's hard to adjust everything that you've been planning on doing within a couple days. But I guess if anybody could do it, it's Andy Reid. So we'll see what happens. Thursday night, Lions plus five. Sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Lock? Uh, I don't know if I'd say it's a lock, but yeah, I might sprinkle a little bit on there. Yeah. Ooh, okay. All right. Miles coming no, in. But, Noah, Noah but Gray you know season. what? Uh, yeah, I, but I, I think that the Lions are going to be really competitive. Look, if there's one thing we've learned about Dan Campbell over the last couple of seasons, especially late last year, in games that really matter, he's got his team ready to go. And sometimes in games that don't even matter, right? That last game against the Green Bay Packers last year did not matter for anything at that point because Seattle had already beaten the Rams. That last, uh, the game 256 or whatever the hell it is now, was not really for anything. So... You know, they still came out and they still took it to Green Bay. I, I think that it's going to be competitive for sure against the Chiefs on Thursday night, but mm. the other team still has Patrick Mahomes. Moneymaker Miles. I like it. New moniker when we talk batting. Cool. Thank you. I'll we appreciate it. it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, gentlemen. Enjoy NFL kickoff this week. There he is, the man, the myth. That's it. Miles, not a legend. He's very young. How many fantasy leagues are you in? Counting everything? Like best balls and all that stuff, 36. Uh, traditional fantasy leagues? Uh, about 23, 24. How many do you have Kelsey on? How many teams already? Uh, I have Kelsey on only like two or three. Yeah. I feel like you're not a tight end guy. No, I, I am. Yeah. I just, I think there's a lot of leagues he's going number one overall. I, I, just, I can't do it. That'll hurt when he's um, out four weeks now. I, I think he is a, he's a huge advantage, especially if you're in like a, a tight end premium league. You almost have to take him if you're in a PPR league. It's such an advantage to have that huge edge over somebody. Uh, but you know, if I'm picking at the end of the first round and he's there, I'm taking him. Hmm. But I'm not taking him where you have to, which is like top four. You ready for this one, Damon? So after the show, how many leagues are you drafting tonight? I have f oh, four traditional ones. One um, that's basically a, a keeper league that I have to okay. kind of do a rookie draft. Are you doing any radio spots in, in the midst of all this? Uh, I think I'm doing a podcast spot, like a video podcast spot. Okay. Why didn't you just turn them down? I was on the text. It was with our friend uh, in Kansas City, Soren Petro. Yeah. He's very giving. He's very giving in the midst of uh, – yeah. and these drafts are not all free. No, they're not. No. In fact, the one I'm doing right after the show while I'm doing this podcast is pretty expensive. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to clarify. I don't want to misspeak for Chris Carter. Uh, I said uh, LSD earlier, which I – you know what? I don't know drugs that well, so I think he may have said it. Um, this was back when Chandler Jones got in trouble – 
uh, rushed to a hospital on uh, Sunday. When the hell was this? Uh, January of 2016. Chris Carter went on TV and said, uh, even after he was told it was fake weed, it was synthetic weed, he said, I don't know. Um, I think this synthetic marijuana story might be just a story. Just for me, it don't pass the smell test for me. To me, I think he was smoking marijuana, and I think he was smoking some sort of marijuana laced with PCP or angel dust. Is angel dust LSD? Come on, do you know this stuff? These are old school drugs. I mean, Duan, you lived in Pahrump. He knows all this. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> like, they sell this at 7-Eleven. Yeah, Spice is pretty serious, man. I, Chris Carter, I'm, I'm, maybe he's never partaken in the Spice, as they call it, or K2. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's nothing to play around with. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So, big, uh, the two big stories of the day. Even a couple of days later, Deion Sanders making waves around the country with his victory. His son was awesome. Travis Hunter is ridiculous. Played 144 plays on both sides of the ball. And Colorado pulls off a big upset, getting 20 and a half against TCU. We're going to hook up with uh, one of our pals in Denver in just a couple of minutes. And now we appear to have some drama between Chandler Jones, Raiders defensive end, and management of your Las Vegas Raiders. But we don't exactly know what happened. Series of IG posts. And Jones is mad because he couldn't get into the facility. And he did post that he doesn't want to play for the Raiders anymore. Or these guys anymore, right? Yeah. And that's it. That's that's the story. I'm sure we'll find out something. All the details tomorrow. As the Raiders will practice for the first time in six days. Yeah. Good time to take a week off. We're going tongue-in-cheek here because uh, the Raiders are saying they haven't been at the facility. The Raiders brass is saying they haven't been at the facility, so there's been no media availability, which is not going to you know, break anyone in the audience, but it is kind of an interesting move right before the season. Like We don't believe that they have not been practicing. No. Right? No, not at all. Dan Jacobs with us from the fan in Denver. Have the Broncos taken off the last uh, six days? Are they not practicing, just to be fair? Dan O? Just went away. Ah, uh, what a good lead-in. <laughs> this is great. It's perfect. And, yes, we're doing this tongue-in-cheek. They clearly have been working. There's no way they're not working. And you said, do you know which players actually posted from the facility that they were there yesterday? And uh, they, did they specifically say, hey, practice? No, they were they were in the facility because uh, they did bring Brack. Bring Brack. They brought back Ronis Grasso to the practice squad yesterday. Uh, who, of course, has been with the organization for about a year and a half, uh, finally finally came back to the practice squad, and a bunch of the offensive linemen posted that they got a gift from Ronis Grasso's fiance, which would be uh, the new Sabrina Ones, because uh, Ronis Grasso, of course, engaged to uh, Sabrina Ionescu. What? Uh, so they all got the gifts. Oh, that's right. We did talk about that in yeah. the past. They all got the gifts yesterday. Oh, wow. uh, so they were all posting them. They were all inside the facility. Dan Jacobs with us from the fan in Denver. Dan, how are you, buddy? I'm well. You guys got me. Uh, yeah, we got a weird uh, narrative going on down here. We don't know what the story is exactly, but uh, Chandler Jones got all mad at Josh McDaniels, and uh, Dave Ziegler IG'd a couple of times and deleted it. So I'm guessing for you guys in Denver, uh, stories of Josh rubbing the players the wrong way is not a shocker. Well, every time I have you guys on my show in Denver, I ask you, how about that Josh McDaniels? How's he acting? And you guys 
kind of always give me the same response, but now I think you guys are starting to get a little taste. Well, I, I give you, you know what? I give you the response that I haven't heard anything about Josh, but I also don't cover the team on a daily basis. Um, Adam's probably better to ask on that. Adam, are, are you ever asked by anyone outside of Denver when you go on radio spots like, hey, has Josh McDaniels no. been an ass? No. Okay. So it's just a Denver thing. Yeah, I, I, and I understand why, obviously. Right. I mean, they've, they've dealt with it. But how before. would you answer it in Denver? I mean, I, I don't love – I mean, look, he's been okay to deal with personally. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, a, a lot of the, the Patriot ways seeping in of, as you referenced, not announcing practice times until late at night the night before is kind of silly. Um, there's a lot of silly things that they do that I don't think have any, you know, controlling what players say, following what players say, telling them you shouldn't have said this to the media. Right. Like those things are, I think, I, I think you're wasting time on things that don't matter and probably could better allocate your resources. Okay. Dan? Yeah, it's interesting. We're actually getting, I didn't know this, we're getting a, a, a big time taste of that here now with Sean Payton oh, as well. Okay. Uh, he's very tyrannical with the media. Like, <laughs> okay. like he hates the media. Really? Like he's he's he he is like freezing us all out. Like he has all these policies. You can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. Like he's he's not letting people in. It's I had no idea he was like that. Well, you are kind of the perfect market from a media standpoint because you guys are balls to the wall Broncos more than anything else. You know, like people don't have a choice. They have to cover the Broncos because the fans. Put the Broncos at you know the top of the pedestal, right? I, I know they want to hear some other coverage, but the Broncos are so important to people in Denver. But what is he so afraid of? I mean, what's he think we're going to do? Like, what is he so scared <laughs> of the media know, for? I don't get it. I don't. I don't get the uh, the flexing of the muscle when it comes to that stuff. Uh, it it seems a little bit weird. Um, so give me the vibe going into the season in terms of hopes for this team because I still think it's really interesting that you've got the the upside of Peyton, but then I think a lot of people there are like, do we have a quarterback in Russ? So how are people kind of balancing this in terms of win expectations and playoffs? Yeah, nobody knows what to think. Uh, you know, we want to be hopeful because of Sean Payton. Russ had a r- very rough camp to start out, and then he, he kind of smoothed out a little bit, but but he's really not settled in the pocket, so he's running a lot. Um, he did play a little bit more in this preseason. They, they Everybody's basically trying to scapegoat Nathaniel Hackett. And that makes you feel good right now, but that's only going to get you so far until they get to, you know, the Raiders. And then we're going to see, and people are, by the way, expecting in large part because Steve Cofield and Adam Hill came on my show and said that the Raiders, um, you know, are maybe not a, a uh, opponent that uh, are going to be fierce and domineering when they come into Denver, but um, we're expecting a win against the Raiders. So if Russell Wilson doesn't come out, and dominate against the Raiders, that's going to be problematic. But people are scared. We're like, uh, we don't know what to expect. We we expect to be better with Sean Payton, but it's like you're, uh, you know, what was that old saying? You're you're scared to love again. Is that mm. a song? Is yes. that an 80s yes. hair yeah, band song? I'm sure, I'm sure it was. But you're uh, you're afraid to be broken again. It's tough. Yeah. It's very tough. Would you lay the three and a half? Broncos minus three and a half. No, God no. I'm not <laughs> laying three and a half. No. It's good against Nebraska, the Buffs against Nebraska. Yeah, give me give me three, three and a half. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, good transition because I did want to talk about the Buffs. So, uh, I you know I've been asking people in Denver how big Colorado normally is, and the answer usually was it, it wasn't. Dion brought some energy. Now, where is CU in the sports landscape when it comes to fans and media? 
Yeah, it's funny. So I was doing my show yesterday, and somebody texted it on the text line. Seriously, Dan? See you talk? And I about fell out of my chair. Yeah, absolutely. See you talk. Oh, my I God. I mean, it's crazy. People <laughs> yep. are going are going nuts over CU right now. I love it, though. I love the uh, the program director sitting at home, still still mad that you're talking CU. I'm telling you, that place is so Bronco crazy. So give me your impression. Uh, give me your impression of, first, the players, because clearly the program's got two unreal players in, in Sanders at quarterback and also Travis Hunter. I mean, this is really special. Yeah, it was hard to know going in, right? Like, how good was the roster with all the turnover? And, and what I had heard from some of the people I knew inside the program was, was maybe not as bad as what Tom Luganville had said as, you know, horrible roster. But what he was pointing at was the offensive and defensive lines were going to be a struggle point for them. And so that's what I was expecting. And we didn't know how Shador Sanders was going to translate, if he was going to be ready for the moment. And so I did not – Nobody expected what we saw on Saturday. Let's just get that out of the way. If, if anybody's saying, and I had buddies that were like, I told you, Dan, I told you. No, you didn't. Nobody told anybody anything. <laughs> Some people said, eh, I think they're going to, you know, it'll be closer. But nobody predicted this. Um, but we didn't know in the trenches how good they were going to be. And as, as it turns out, by the way, that's my fantasy draft. Sorry about that, boys. Um, I'll correct that. Focus. But focus. We couldn't hear. I know. It's fantasy could, draft. You know we, how that goes. We couldn't Adam hear. Hill, You're good. Adam Hill. Yeah, Adam Hill. Um, but anyway, so the actually the offensive line was fantastic. I thought they were really good. The defensive line struggled to get pressure. But as for their first game of the season, I thought it was phenomenal. And I was there in the stands with the with the people. It was hot. You felt like you were giving something of yourself. You were sacrificing in that Texas heat, cheering on the buffs. because uh, it and so that was that was what I thought was amazing about what Travis Hunter did playing that many snaps in that heat. Yeah. Um, so it was an amazing feat. I thought Shador Sanders is the real deal. He's not what we were told he was. He, he's something completely different. So that was cool. Um, but so it's it's excitement we have not seen here since the the late early nineties, yep. late eighties huh. for CU. Yep, Mike Pritchard and CU hometown guy. Yeah. Um, Exactly. So uh, let's dive a little deeper on the game. I didn't realize you were there. Uh, what was yep. the atmosphere like at TCU? And what was their crowd like, you know, once they realized, oh, my God, we're in a game here. We got some trouble. Well, it was kind of funny because, you know, the game started. CU got a, a, a three and out. And they're like, huh, okay. And then CU scored. And they're like, eh, okay. But there was always <laughs> this feeling amongst TCU fans, okay, well, we'll get them. And CU went up by 10. And then TCU came back. And all the way through into the fourth quarter, there was always this sense that TCU thought, all right, well, all right, eventually we'll get them. And then in the fourth quarter, when CU was like, every time you give us the ball, I hate to sound like Dion, we coming. Then about, about 10 minutes into the fourth quarter, eight minutes in the fourth quarter, I think that's when they started to panic. And I think actually the coaching staff for TCU – really panicked on their final drive. And that's probably what cost them the game because they started panicking about, man, we cannot give CU back the ball. And they, and they kind of went into clock management mode a little bit too early instead of like, just get into position and then we'll worry about the clock. Um, and I, I, I think they really did panic about, we're not going to be able to stop CU at all. And so, but to answer your question, yeah, it, it wasn't until really late in the game that they realized, uh Oh, we can't stop them. 
I, I thought the panicking started earlier to the point of I, I don't think that they prepared for what they were playing against and didn't take advantage of the fact that they were better on the lines. And they got into a game where it was just like, hey, our throwing our passing game against your passing game. Let's let's see who's better. Like you're not. Like I think I think they played into what Colorado does well because they weren't prepared for what exactly Colorado had. Yeah, I, th- I think it was kind of like. Uh, and, and by the way, maybe it's a different perspective because I was in the stands. You know, you're watching on TV, or, or you know. So I'm just going off what I was, you know, strictly seeing. But it's almost like that Tyson versus Buster Douglas thing, right? Like, oh well, eventually I'm gonna knock yeah. him out, and then you you throw that uppercut late, and then. They get up off the mat, and then what do you do, right? And that's kind of the analogy. Is like, so you just never went away. Dan uh, Jacobs, the fan in Denver. More importantly about the trip, uh, did you ever find out what the Vegas store sells? Yeah, that's crazy because I don't know if you guys saw that. So I tagged, and by the way, Cofield was mysteriously silent. On I was kind of watching how you were responding, and I, I kind of, I don't know, I locked up mentally. I'm like, I don't know. You sent over a picture of a store in Texas that just had Vegas and big lights. And you're asking, what do you think the store sells? Because it didn't didn't indicate it. So, right. So uh, we're going to some barbecue joint, and this I, I wouldn't. It was kind of run down. It's just this strip mall in uh, Dallas, and in the strip mall, there's a store where you can't see into it because it's mm. it's you know it's got blinds that are shut. It just said Vegas. That's all it said. And I'm like, well, huh? I wonder what they sell in here. And then what was funny. Because, uh, you know, Adam had his response, and I, I tagged you guys. And then I woke up the next morning, and one of our listeners says, Oh, Dan, you know what they sell in there. What, are you just trying to get jokes? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I honestly have no idea what they sell in there. Like, I, you know, I don't know, is it a travel agency? Is it a poker room? Is it a massage parlor? I have no idea what they sell in this place, and I still don't know to this day. Was it on West Mockingbird Lane? Yes. Was it in Lake Dallas? Uh, maybe I, I suppose it's on so. West Rockenbird right Lane. I assume so. Yeah. Smoky, smoking John's barbecue is in the same, uh, center. I think it's, uh, according to Facebook, it looks to be a club that is now closed. One of their last shows was Monday night, June 26, 2020. And, uh, it says, uh, gay Latino Dallas hmm. live stream. That's <laughs> where you could watch the live stream. So there you go. Interesting. You missed out, buddy. Sorry. Club. Yeah. Pandemic casualty, it sounds like. Are uh, are you yeah. going to the game this weekend? Is this now a must-view for you as Nebraska's in town? And as you mentioned earlier, getting three against Deons? Uh, well, you know, what's crazy is I do have season tickets, but um, we're we're off on a golfing weekend this oh, weekend. Nice. Oh, oh. Judge Dan. So I'm not – yeah, we're, we're not – I'm not going to this – but I'll go to the CSU game the following weekend. Am I reading this correctly? Is this a 10 a.m. local start? Did you yes. know that? Wow, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, if I had been here, I'd been on the air. So, yeah. I, you know, either way, I, I would have had a tough time making it. So, I I really piled on Dion a lot in the off season, and one of the things I had tweeted last week, uh, some college football expert had said, "Listen, their only clear win is going to be against Colorado State." And I was like, ah, "Come on, I, don't don't overlook Colorado State." Uh, after what I saw from Colorado State this weekend, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't. I don't know what's going on there. I guess that's going to be a, a three or four year rebuild for uh, Jay Norvell, huh? Yeah, and but tell me now, what's what's CU's clear losses? Uh, we're gonna we have a bet here. Um, I think that we're going to forge. Uh, Demon already jumped the win total to seven, so I'm going to go under. What are their clear clear losses? Clear losses. 
Um, let's see. Let me I mean, they at... have Oregon and they have USC. Right. Are you confident now saying they're clearly going to lose those games? I mean, let's, I think... let's see. Uh, Oregon at Oregon loss. USC home loss at Arizona State loss at UCLA at loss. Arizona State, it's a clear loss. Yeah. At okay. UCLA loss. Home against Oregon State loss. Um, Look at this guy. At, let's see. Arizona, Washington State, Utah. Uh, maybe they get one of those three. Wow. D- I- uh, save Let's this tape. Dion's keeping receipts. Can Good. I? Can, can Ari give me a copy of this? I need yeah. to send this to Dion. He can actually call. A, if I was at a press conference, he could actually call a guy out in the media who actually did say or write something bad about him. Because whatever was going on there, Ed were uh, Ed didn't know what the hell was happening. So Ed's like, "What did I write? What are you talking about?" <laughs> so I think Dion just wanted someone in the media to pick on, and uh, Ed was the guy. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I was going to rip Ed Werder again, but I won't do it. So. I don't know why I keep doing it, but he just annoyed me a couple of years ago with something. All right, so you ready to make a bet, too? We'll come up with a win total. Actually, do you want to go? You want in on this win total? Seven is a new over-under, according to DeMond. Seven. I'll I'll take the over. Look at the schedule first before you make silly bets, please. Look it over and then text me a little later. Okay. I don't want to suck you into a terrible bet. Well, you still owe me from the – what was that game? Oh, Jacksonville. I do. uh, The Broncos. There's absolutely no way the Broncos could lose Jacksonville and Urban Meyer or whatever it was. Yeah. (laughs) I uh, I never go to Denver, but next time you're here, we'll uh, we'll meet up and we'll get we'll go to a uh, we'll go to a mid level steakhouse. Okay. Oh, that's right. You don't cover UNLV anymore. That's right. What are you talking about? What's going on here? What? What? Oh, you don't ever come to to Colorado? Don't covering the the Rebels? They don't play Air Force and CSU all the time. Uh yeah they play C you're right uh, actually for basketball so but you're the one who has to road trip I'm not yeah. not gonna have a rental car to uh, to drive uh, north or south so yeah mm-hmm. we can do that I'll- I need you know what I actually okay. um I I have found the trip to Colorado Springs I'm not gonna say miserable I have not hit like any real vibe there like even like good old restaurants to go to I don't know what it is so yeah if you want to drive in there. Uh, yeah, I'll treat you to whatever you want. And I was gonna say I'll be I'll be there for twenty two hours this week, but uh, I think <laughs> you're out of town. So that's right. We'll be in Steamboat. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, golf, second home, beautiful. <laughs> all right, Dan. But <laughs> Don't he act like but, I'm Justin Watkins. All right. But he well, I didn't say that. Uh, he is a wonderful sports talk host. When are you on again? Or no, you're not. You're 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 gonna be on in like two weeks. You're yeah, golfing. A couple weeks. A okay. couple weeks. All right, Dan. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. See you Sunday. No, never mind. I won't. Judge Dan. There he is. See you Sunday, but I won't be. You won't be there. Boy, I like this. These are the kind of bets I like to make. Overreaction after games. Look at Demond. Steely nerves. He's gonna have so many bets. But as we explained in our system that we're gonna come up with, and we better come up with a system and the points pretty soon. um, You're gonna have a lot of action going. So you're gonna have like high variance. Adam won't have much. So you might, you might win this thing by having like forty or fifty bets. I mean, I'm feeling confident the more we talk about Colorado. Arizona State, they have nothing to play for anymore. They've given up on the season already. You know, touche. Touche. A little later in the season, if they get off to a bad start, uh-huh. they didn't look good against Southern Utah. Mm. DJ Uyunglele? Flaky. <laughs> Is that right? Flaky. Yeah. We don't know yet. He might crumble down the stretch. Uh, you know what? No matter what, this story is awesome now. It's totally awesome because I really, I did not believe that they were going to win many games. And now uh, we just had a guy from Denver come on and went to the first game. And he's like, tell me the losses. I'm like, tell, tell you. Now, now they're going to go. Now they're going to be 10 and 2. Right on the that's, table. That's what he predicted. He's like, outside of these two games, what are the obvious losses? Okay. Cofield and Company presents. Hey, hold on. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. 
only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. A lot of good stuff down the stretch here, Cofield and company. Reminder next week, Bikini Tug of War, Plaza Pool, my lord. It's one of our best events every year. Steve Sear Summer Tour. It's going to have uh, eight-plus teams. I think his goal was 14. I haven't talked to him for an update. But, uh, yes, women in bikinis, tug of war, just behemoths of strength. Not size, strength. It's a good show. Trust for me. sure. I I'm might not be on Michael out that day. At the pool, plaza. i got to figure this out. Yeah, we have a whole crew of uh, – Mark McMillan reached out today on uh, social media and said, uh, do you need a judge? Of course. You guys judge. can all be judges. There's, there's, an, there's an official trained referee. I don't think you need a judge. You need more eyes on this thing. I'm sure there'll be plenty of A lot of can eyes. happen. People will be watching. I don't think there's any problem with that. Wardrobe control. Sure. Well, with that theme, let's get in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Spain finally fired one of the power brokers with the women's soccer team. It's finally over. Well, the coach. Wait, the coach got fired? Yeah. It sounds like. Wait a second. It's a, they won it, yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. Why isn't Ruby Alice? Is he not back from his 90 day hiatus? No, I think that's why the coach was fired. I think this was their move of like, hey, okay, why he's, while he's gone, yeah. let's fire the coach. Because <laughs> he wouldn't fire the coach. Hmm. Uh, do we have an update? I'm just going to do a search here real quick. Uh, it's five days ago. Um, Ruby Alice's mom is on a hunger strike. Huh? Still? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, the only update is she got released from the hospital after church hunger strike, so she probably ended it. Well, they probably IV'd her some sustenance. Oh, she locked herself in the church. Hmm. Mm. Okay. I'm looking. I'm not going to do that. I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. She, I was, say, she I was locked herself say, in the church waiting for her yeah. son to be held accountable? Is that what you wanted? Uh, uh, no. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Let everyone backs off. Okay. That everyone backs off. Yeah. Okay. She could not eat for a couple weeks. She'd be okay. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, that said, I could not eat for – I mean, give, give me a little bit of water. I could not eat for a month, and I'd probably be okay. Look at me. It's a mess. So nothing against her. Just making an observation. Well, if you do a hunger strike, are you are you off water? I mean, don't be ridiculous. Come on, you gotta hydrate. It's just a. I don't know. Ask him on. He starved himself That's last right. week. He That's did right. a fast. I he, lasted down, two and a half days. He's down twenty three pounds. You, did, you, you lasted two and a half days without eating. Yes. How, you said you wow. lost like twelve pounds, right? Yeah, that was for the month. Well, let's say in oh, that okay. two day stretch, it was like five pounds. But that was all water weight. I was feeling dizzy. His mom. She maybe made it a day. Come on, come on. You're feeling dizzy. <laughs> yes. What is happening here? You're supposed to be our warrior. You went, you fasted, and then you bailed because you got dizzy? I was playing basketball. I was going to the gym oh, that, twice that was, a day. That was a problem. Okay, okay. All right. I'll, I'll buy it. All right. Back in the bag one more time. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Uh, Cofield, I almost said and company. It's not. No, no. This is me. My uh, first in-season Mountain West Conference poll. From the bottom. We're from the top. What do you want? What's more dramatic? From the bottom. Okay. New Mexico's 12. Nevada's 11. Hawaii's 10. Colorado State's 9. That's getting aggressive. 
Uh, UNLV's oh, eight. Better than UNLV's eight. Utah State seven. Wyoming six. San Jose State five. They're zero and two. How can they be five? Yeah. Uh, Boise State all the way down at four now. San Diego State. Boy, uh, Jalen Maiden followed up the Ohio victory where he whipped a football right in the referee's face, which I loved, with 87 yards passing the next game against Idaho State, who came here last year against UNLV and lost like 50 to nothing or whatever it was. What is going on with their passing game? Uh, two Air Force, one Fresno. Fresno's ridiculous again. Mikey Keene, their quarterback, they won at Purdue. Keene in from Central Florida. Lit it up. Uh, by the way, Central Florida in Boise, which, sorry, Broncos fans, you got destroyed at Washington. That was rough to watch. Um, Central Florida is three and a half on the road in Boise. That's a wake-up call. Yeah. They need to win that game. Definitely. I'm going to say it, and it may blow up my face. I'm not I'm not an Avalos guy. Because remember last year, they were not doing well. Non-con, they brought in Dirk Cutter, and somehow he saved the season. Dirk Cutter ain't there anymore. Hawaii's decent, by the way. Watched, watched him twice. I, I'm, that's why I said I think Hawaii probably should be ahead of CSU, so we'll see. I like Hawaii a lot. 